It's always intriguing to me how we interpret the Bible based upon our mindset, how we think about God. What It's an irony, isn't it? Or it's a, a paradox, I should say, because uh, the Bible teaches us how to believe, but on the other hand, uh, the mind perceives God in the way it perceives him, the way it uh, evaluates life. And so if we are damaged goods, which we are, then um, it's difficult to see what God is really saying and who he is all about. So we're facing that in a couple of texts today. And uh, I hope you will keep tuned in because this is quite a revelation, I think, in uh, what we think we hear and what we think we see in the Word of God. Colin Cook here and How It Happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel. This is a broadcast uh, which takes you through the book of Romans every year and a half, a year or so, and year, two year and a half. And uh, as we learn the gospel through this incredibly fascinating book, we learn the heart of God. We do redirect our minds, thanks be to God. But during, in the meantime, we are often faced with texts that we are unconsciously interpreting in a way that is not the intent of the text itself. And he will come across a couple of verses like that. You can hear this broadcast any time of the day or night. Simply download a free app, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Podbean, and key in how it happens uh, with Colin Cook. You can hear the broadcast then on your smartphone as you drive to work or jog in the park or sit in the garden or just do your jobs at home. And you can also do that with Google Podcasts. Plus, you can hear this broadcast on the radio in Denver, uh, Colorado. That is on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning. Well, let's uh, explain what I was on about a minute ago. You see, there's a verse coming up. This is Romans 8 now. We're talking about life in the kingdom of God, kingdom of grace, freedom from the power of death. And the verses that are coming up say the following. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, how does your mind absorb that? How do you react to that? How do you respond? Let me tell you that from my perspective, from the way I've experienced life, the Christian life and the faith life, when I was a young Christian and when I was into legalism and more specifically to perfectionism, that is to the belief that we could all become ultimately perfect if we discipline ourselves well enough and if we devote ourselves to the Word of God for several hours a day or uh, if we fa fast and uh, pray earnestly and, and avoid all sights and sounds of evil. Uh, I came to believe uh, in those days that one could overcome all things and uh, be pure, totally sanctified. Now, if you have that view, 
then you look at these verses with a kind of sense of dread. They seem or appear to be a threat. How is it with you? Do you see these verses as a threat? Let me, or, or with some degree of dread. Let me read them again. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity toward against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So do you get the sense that might be coming through here for some of you and maybe uh, lots of you? Um, does it sound like um, a terrible warning that if you don't shape up, you'll be shipped out? Is it God threatening you with um, eternal death or with um, judgment for to be carnally minded is death and you'd better not be that carnal mind uh, else uh, you'll uh, be dead and uh, the, to be spiritually minded that's what you need to be that's life and peace the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor indeed can be and you cannot please God so the the impression for the perfectionist and the legalist is Oh, I am not pleasing to God. And I, until I overcome this problem and that problem, and until I get through this struggle I'm working on, until I become more spiritual, more sanctified, more holy, I will not be pleasing God. And I'm so unholy, so how can I please God? I need to, to read my Bible more. I need to pray more. I need to fast more. I need to uh, become more involved with Christian uh, missionary work. And on and on it goes. Now, is that the intent of these words? And I say to you, no. This Chapter 8 is a wonderful good news chapter. It is a chapter that is reassuring us of who we are in Christ. That in Christ we are, as Paul says in chapter 5, freed from the judgment of God. In chapter 6, freed from the identity and condemnation of sin. In chapter 7, freed from the condemnation of the law because uh, Christ is now our righteousness. And in chapter 8, we live as accounted, resurrected, and alive because of Christ's resurrection on our behalf. So then how do I take this if that's true? Well, and I'm not sure how to convey this, not sure how to verbally express it. But these are not warnings and threats, these verses. They are simply statements of reality. It's not... God saying, I will burn you if you touch that hot stove. It's God saying, hey, don't touch the hot stove. It will burn you. Do you, do you, get the, do you see or sense the difference in that, um, those two ways of expressing things? God is saying, I've, I give you my son's life. By faith, affirm it as yours because your life is under the power of death, it will die, it cannot enter the kingdom of God, and I don't want you to die, I want you to live. To be carnally minded 
The only result of that is a dead state. Don't live in that carnal mind because you have the wonderful life of Jesus as a gift from me to you, says God, that enables you by faith to believe that you are now in the Spirit. The carnal mind, he's saying, that is the natural mind, the, the mind in which we live and are born in and normally think in, it is at war with God. It, is, it doesn't believe in God. Don't think ever that your carnal mind will ever be happy with God or pleased with God or trust in God. The carnal mind doubts God. The carnal mind is secretly angry with God. The carnal mind is scared of God. And he says, I don't want you to be scared of me. I want you to know that I'm loving you and taking care of you. And so by faith, move out of that mind and believe me, believe in me. For the carnal mind, you see, is not subject to the law of God. It cannot be subject to the law of God. It is always in a state of opposition to God. But faith, faith says, Father, I thank you for who I am in Christ. I thank you that you have reconciled me to your heart. I thank you that I'm not identified as a sinner anymore. I thank you that I'm counted as righteous. That's those of chapters 5, 6, 7. And I thank you that I'm counted as raised to life already, as if eternal life had begun, as it has for me. Do you see, I, you know, I don't sense that I'm conveying this as I would like to convey it, but do you catch the drift? Um, send me a note, if you will, if you caught on to what I'm saying. It would be so gratifying to receive a note or two to, to, for somebody to say, Oh my goodness, Eureka, I understood suddenly what you meant. That's where I really love to get words from people who, uh, who after many, many years of struggle and conflict and, uh, and uh, fear and doubt, living in legalism and perfectionism, suddenly hear or sense or understand what the gospel means. So let me read it one more time. Well, let's get the context from verse 5, because we uh, re uh, studied this yesterday. Verse 5 we did. For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So you see, when we live according to the flesh, we're always worried, ang anxious, depressed, tempted, defeated, afraid, all of these things, those are the flesh, do you see? And uh, so we just it, interpret reality by cause and effect. But uh, that's not how God wants us to live because it doesn't give us peace. It doesn't give us joy. It doesn't give us any fulfillment or happiness or peace. So he explains it. Look, he says... Um, Keep believing, because your carnal mind will never believe. The carnal mind is deadly. The natural human mind is deadly, for the carnal mind is death. 
But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I want you to have peace, says God. When you trust in your Savior Jesus, the Savior I gave you, you then have peace and you have life. And he says, because the carnal mind, your natural mind, you can't trust in me that way. Don't try to trust in me with your natural mind because your natural mind is at war with me and I understand that and I don't condemn you for that. I've sent Jesus to be your righteousness so that that condemnation doesn't fall upon you. But I want you to have faith in me so that you can be a happy person, so that you can be at peace with me. For I am at peace with you, says God. So the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it cannot, it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, God is not saying to you, I'm displeased with you. I don't like your carnal mind. He's saying, how can I put it? Trust in me. Trust that Christ is your righteousness, that Christ is your peace. For then I am so happy to be with you and you with me. Without that trust, Your humanity is broken and afraid of me, and I have no joy in people who fear me in a negative and and destructive sense. But I have so much joy in you, he's saying, when you believe in me. It is so good, he says, as a father, to have my children believe in me that I will take care of them. Well, I hope I made my point there and got the point across, but if not, we'll try again, perhaps next time. If you'd like to help with the uh, broadcast, keeping it on the air, it costs $39 per 15-minute broadcast. Please send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. Thanks so much for all your support. I'll see you next time then. Cheerio and God bless.